Hey there, this is Bo James, and on behalf of the Wix Church of the Nazarene, I just want to say thank you for joining us. I believe there is something for you in this message, and I pray that it will help you grow your faith. Enjoy. Good morning, church family. Happy New Year! We survived 2020. Can I get an amen? Oh, don't get too excited there. Y'all might break the bank. I'm telling you. Of course, you've seen the meme that it's kind of stinky that when we say the year, it's 2021. Yeah, okay. March hit, and it felt like the world stopped. The church didn't stop. The church kept growing. The church has continued to rise up and be the church, and I just have enjoyed watching that through the year. Turn with me this morning to 2 Peter, 2 Peter chapter 1. And Bo's a little worried I'm not going to have time to read through all this, but we're going to try anyway, right, Bo? We'll see. 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3. By His divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. We have received all of this by coming to know him, the one who called us to himself by means of his marvelous glory and excellence. Dear Heavenly Father, this is your word, alive and active. And may it cut through us to the very soul so that we are changed because of who you are in Jesus' name. Yep, that's it. Bo, when I gave him my scripture reference this morning, he, he couldn't even hear it right. He said, one through three. I said, no, one, verse three. He's used to me giving so much more, but sometimes a, a, a scripture is just perfect in a single verse. Sometimes it gives you all you need. On the end of your pews this morning, you possibly found these little papers. We are going to do a read through the Bible. Okay, now listen, I know everybody learns differently. So for some of us, sometimes it's that one scripture a day is what our brains can handle. Some people like to do more than that. And some people, I wish Patricia was here because I know she's so good at this. She likes something that she can check off, she can read and keep up with. And so every week I will be handing these out to you guys and we will be reading through the Bible together as a church body. Now, um, and if you're not here, online church, don't worry. We're going to get this out to you in letters. Uh, I'll probably double up so that you stay ahead receiving them by letters. I'm not even sure if y'all have received this past week's letter. Sue and I, we were a little late because of the funeral this week. Thank you guys for everyone that did help with Miss Duckett's funeral. What a, a beautiful tribute that was. I don't, this is going to sound odd. Funerals are not my favorite, but that's my favorite kind of funeral. When you have such a love and a legacy and a testimony, man, if anything, church family, leave your family with that because it brings such peace and such hope and such joy even in that time of sorrow and grief. Um, so those are my services I love to be a part of. But we're going to read through the Bible. Now, what I need you to understand as you're reading through the Bible is I need you to know, yes, it can be overwhelming when you seek out to read the Bible. Anybody, hands showing, has anybody read through the Bible in a year's time? Yeah, okay. So the key to doing this is grace. Give yourself grace 
but not permission. Hmm? I want you to give yourself grace because there's going to be days you miss the reading. There's going to be days you don't finish the whole thing. There's just going to be those days. But don't give yourself permission to miss the whole week or the whole month. Because then you go, well, I'm just so behind. I'm just, yeah. And then we set it aside. So give yourself some grace as we do this. Just don't give yourself permission to lay it down and quit. So I usually do take a whole section of scripture. But as I read this one verse, and I started to read the whole section, but I got to this just one verse, and I just said, that's all we need today. It's, it's complete, Lord. It's everything. So in this uh, chapter of Second Peter, Peter is writing this letter right before his death. And he is trying to urge those readers to listen that Jesus is coming back. And you need to be ready by the way you're living when that happens. So how do we do that? How do we live a life that glorifies God? First, we start by answering the call. That song LaVon just saying, Jesus is calling. There's a call to each of us. And the way the scripture put it, one who called us to himself by means of his marvelous glory and excellence. You know, somewhere around 1995 to 1996 was when I truly began to seek out the Lord. And I don't know about anybody else if you do this, but every year I, I begin to pray and I begin to ask God, what is my word for this year? Ironically enough, last year was joy. And we look back on 2020 and go, really? But you know what? I found joy even in the sorrow of last year. This year, my word he gave me is seek, to seek him. And so around 95, 96, that was when my journey began to really get real. But my question as I was reading this verse was, but was that when he called to me? Because I began to go through my memories. Again, I'm not raised from church, so my memories are kind of scattered through the years. I have early memories when my aunt took me to my one and only VBS as a kid. Um, I have memories, and, I, and I'm assuming that there's a Sunday morning she took me to church, and, and the more I tried to remember more about it, I bet it was connected to that VBS, sort of a Sunday morning program kind of deal, because I remember standing up front and singing, Zacchaeus was a wee little man. <laughs> only kids' church song I ever knew. <laughs> Zacchaeus was a wee little man. And we did the whole little, climbed up that tree. Yeah, all my, all my kids' teachers, you know what I'm talking about. Um, then about junior high, I can remember being on a camping trip with my family and just laying out in the middle of the river. I was on a rock barge by the fire and just staring at the stars and just wondering about it. Is there really a God up there? You know, I just... My brain went to taking off of what would that be like? What is that like? Is it, you know, because I'd read a couple, I, I think I had an old Bible that was probably my brother's, a kid's Bible that I'd kind of read growing up. So I, I remember thinking, is there a God up in those stars? 
In junior high, I attended uh, my one and only Sunday night service at a church, and oh, my mama had a fit because I was at a friend's house, and I didn't have a dress, and she thought you had to have a dress to go to church, and I tried to convince her, mom, it's okay, it's Sunday night, they let them wear blue jeans, you know. She just thought we were scandalized because I went to church in blue jeans, but And again, I wasn't raised in church, so it was like, what does it even matter to you, mama? But, um, and around that same time, my aunt that was an influence on me, she had given me Sunday school material that I'd begin to read on my own. And um, it was during those months that I actually asked Jesus to be my Savior. I didn't understand the full concept of all of that. But that was that moment for me that I asked. And then you you go to uh, senior high and I remember attending my one and only Sunday morning service and um, with some of my friends, kind of liked it. I remember uh, getting invited once to a teen group event with one of my friends and um, a scavenger hunt in a um, housing area. We walked around asking people for the weirdest things, you know, to come back together. Oh, Lord, I would not turn my kids loose like they turned us loose um, in that place. Um, and then finally, my last memory in, in high school was I attended Spring Lake Church of the Nazarene. Fell in love with it. Asked my mama if I could attend there. Only church I ever asked my mama, but it was 45 minutes away and she wouldn't let me make the drive every week to go to that church. And then in college, had a sweet mate who was a Jesus freak loving fool, you know. Now, all of those little memories, you know, here and there in church, I remember that I was always sort of odd. Like, the other kids around me would be like, what are you doing? Because I would get so focused on listening to that pastor and trying to absorb what he was teaching. And they're over here talking and giggling, you know, what church kids do. They pass notes. You know, this is before phones, so you're passing notes. And I'd be like, shooing them off, like, leave me alone. So as I'm reading this scripture today, it made me think. 1995-96, was that that me making a decision to seek God? Or was that me finally deciding to answer the call to the God who was always there? Because hindsight 2020, I could see him trying to work throughout my life. So I don't think it was that moment that all of a sudden I realized there was a God and I needed to know him. He had been calling and knocking all my life. This was when I answered the call. And maybe you have a similar testimony that you can share that, that you know, yeah, this is when I got serious. Sometimes that's how we think about it. This is when I rededicated my life. This is when I got sanctified. You know, we, we can classify it in a lot of different ways. Maybe you have that testimony. Maybe today is your day. Maybe today is the day you're finally going to answer a call. God's been knocking. And yeah, I'm talking to some of you that's been sitting in these pews way longer than I've been here. But maybe you've never really answered the call. Jesus is calling, and he is. You know, it's, it's that time of year. We make resolutions, we make goals, we make prayer lists, whatever you want to call them anymore. But we we make these ideas about what the new year is going to hold for us, about our relationships, about our, 
our marriages, things we're going to do better this year, about our finances. I'm finally going to dig out of debt. I'm finally going to make a different choice about our health. Finally going to start walking. Finally going to eat right. I'm finally going to whatever about our spiritual life. Oh Lord, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm going to read. I'm going to faithfully every day, Lord, I'm going to do it. How many things, though, when we make these lists, what is it they say usually by February? <laughs> these lists tend to start falling away, and now we're lucky if we make it that far. How many of these things do we give up before we even start sometimes? Because we don't think we have what we need to accomplish it. Do you hear me? Um, finances. We, we make these great thoughts about what we're going to do with our finances, but then when we really start to put it to the paper, it's like, well, I need more money. Like, I don't have enough money to make this work. And, and, and we, we start to feel hopelessness and we just finally, uh. or health, you know, concerns. If I just had a, a gym membership, if I had the right piece of equipment, if, if I could afford those meal plans, I always say in America, you can't afford to be skinny. Because <laughs> them ramen noodles are just way cheaper. I'm just telling you, right? It is hard, and it's hard. You know, if, if I gave you a year's worth of meals, whether that be Atkins, Weight Watchers, whatever, do you think it, you would make that change? Or if I gave you a brand new treadmill? Darn, Sandy, I should have asked you for that budget. I could have gave away a treadmill today. Although the thing is, Peloton's right now, and I know she won't give me that budget, so. You know, we, we think if we just had this, it would make a difference. But you know what? For me, that never really works. And I've tried the, the meal plans, you know, from way back yonder when you did the shakes. And, you know, we've, we've all done those things. But for me, it doesn't work because there's too many variables, Right? We, we have parties we go to. We go out and we eat and, and we get tired of trying to calculate the calories or how much is in this and how much is in that. And as a pastor, man, y'all always dropping gifts on my desk. And Thomas, his love language for me, he brings home the um, coffee M&Ms. And I tell him, I love you, but stop. <laughs> because I will eat that, Okay. You know, Mandy's loving on us ladies. That means I got to eat the chocolate. I got to. Can't let that waste now, right? I just got to hide it from my hubby, okay? Um, so there's always something. And you know what? There's other variables. We change. The same diet that I used to could drop pounds like that, it don't work anymore for me, right? Right now, I'm vitamin D deficient. And when I say deficient, I mean deficient. So yes. Yesterday, was it yesterday? See, I can't even think. Yesterday, start the new year good. I said, let's go for a walk. And of course, now Thomas, when he goes for a walk, none of us go because it's like a 40-mile hike or something. I don't know. It's, it's, it's seriously like four miles or something, and we can't do it. Four miles. Um, so when he asks us, y'all want to go for a walk, we always go, how far are you going? Because <laughs> none of us want to go on that walk. So I told him, I said, I want to go for a walk. And I said, but look, I'm, I'm probably only going to make it to the deer camp. And so that's probably about a mile by the time we get back home. I thought, I can do that. This vitamin D deficiency stuff, man, is no joke. Like, it wiped me out the rest of the day. Like, I, I couldn't even 
couldn't even move. And, and my, my muscles just ached like I had done the four-mile hike. So you know what? There's always a reason to not complete these goals. We always stumble. We give up before we even get started because we don't have what we need. I don't have enough energy right now. I don't have enough whatever. How many years have we tried to do those goals? Okay, let's be honest. Who, like me, you don't even make real goals anymore, right? Because <laughs> they don't really happen, right? So it's like, why do I even do this? But when I talk about living a godly life, how do you live a godly life? Now, many of you, you pull your mask up where I can't even see your eyeballs sometimes. But I know them eyeballs rolled, some of you, right? Because one, some of you rolled your eyeballs at that because one, you're thinking, she fixing to get all up in my business this morning, like messing with how I live my life. No, no. I'm going to let you and God have that talk. That ain't, that ain't what this is about today. But whatever you just thought makes you uncomfortable, maybe you and God need to have that talk. Now, some of you, the others of you, though, rolled your eyes because you're like, BJ, I have tried. I really have. I have good intentions every year to to start over, to start fresh, and and I want to live a life pleasing to God, but I mess up. And then I get tired. Yep, been there, done that, bought the T-shirt. I know exactly what you're talking about. But now look back at how this scripture starts. By his divine power, God has given us everything we need to live a godly life. Do you believe the Bible is true, church? Because that's a pretty bold statement right there. A pretty bold. We struggle to live godly lives because we're trying to do it by our strength. We pull ourselves up by our bootstrap, right? We can do this. Like, all I have to do is say no to this and yes to this. I can do this. I'm going to lay this out. It's going to be by my coffee cup every morning. I can do this. And maybe you can until we get to Leviticus. And then you go, I can't do this. (laughs) I know Diane does not like reading Leviticus. (laughs) But we're trying to do it by our strength. Have you ever heard this phrase, God will not give you more than you can handle? Let me rock your world. That is false. That is not a true statement. Because if that was true, we wouldn't need God. If we could handle it all by ourselves. What God will do, he'll never never give us more than he can handle. Because church, I don't know about you. This is my life. There's some times I couldn't handle it. I couldn't walk it. I couldn't talk it. Unless I had God there to just say, hold my hand. And I know some of you have those stories too. So I kind of cringe when people say, oh, God will not give you more than you can handle. Yeah, he will. Because he wants you to cling to him. He wants you to understand, I got you. I got you, my child. You live in a broken world, and I'm going to carry you through it. 
and we'll make it through that. By his divine power. Not me. Not me. God gave us the the Holy Spirit to live inside of us. When we talk about him giving us everything we need, he gave us a savior who paid the price. He gave us the Holy Spirit who lives inside of me to guide me daily. And he gave me his word. I have everything I need. Everything. So that divine power is in you the moment you call on Jesus. I think we live in defeat too often because we don't understand that. That the moment you said, Jesus, I don't understand, but I need a Savior. I'm sorry for what I've done. Can you forgive me? Yes, my child, I can. And the Holy Spirit gets dropped inside. You have everything you need. In John chapter 1, verse 38, when, when Jesus is talking, he asks this simple question. What do you want? Some of your verses may say, what, what are you seeking? So I'm here to, to ask today, what do you want, church? What are you looking for in 2021? Because for me, Lord, I am seeking to live a godly life. I'm seeking you, Lord. Is that, is that what you want, church? Is that what you're looking for? So, so God gives us everything we need to live this godly life. But now look at this scripture again. How does this happen? How does this happen? It says, we have received all of this. What is this? Everything we need to live a godly life. We have received all of this by coming to know him, the one who called us. Okay, I, I hope I'm not alone because this verse just rocked me this week. Because so many times, you know, I used that song lyric last week, don't tell me God is silent when your Bibles are closed. Why? Because I have all that I need when I get to know him who called. Not, not get to know everything that's feeding through my Facebook not getting to know every self-help book. Oh, I love to read. I don't even have enough space in my house for all of my books. And a lot of it is Christian living, self-help kind of books. But this is where I get to know the one who called me. That's why this is going to be so important for you this year. The message translation for this verse reads it so pretty. I love this. Everything that goes into a life of pleasing God has been miraculously given to us by getting to know personally and intimately the one who invited us to God. The best invitation we've ever received. Wow. So we have to get to know the one who called us to begin with. John chapter 18, go on a little further. And Jesus, when the, the soldiers and Judas come for him, he asks the question, who are you looking for? Who are you seeking? Is the way New King James says it. Do you see the difference, church? There's a difference in looking for the what and the who. 
There's a difference there. Not, it's not about what we are seeking, but it's about who we are seeking. And that changes our whole perspective. And I believe, church, that if we all start seeking the who this year, if we start seeking the one who called us to begin with, who even though I didn't find him till college, he was with me all along. Do you know that, church? <laughs> He's been with you since your first breath. He's been with you before your first breath. He created you in your mother's womb. You're not an accident. Not a mistake. And if we start seeking the who, it's going to change this church. It's going to change our lives individually. It's going to change our families. But you have to start seeking. You have to start looking. And don't give up when it gets hard. A year ago, I lost Kindle Kindle Joy candies in my house. They were supposed to go to my kids for Christmas, and I haven't found them yet. <laughs> and they're not going to be edible when I find them. <laughs> but I'm still seeking for them. In fact, I come out of the, the bedroom the other day, and I was like, oh, you wouldn't believe what I found. And they said, praise Jesus, you found the Kindle, Kinder Joys. I said, no, I didn't find those. <laughs> found something else. You see, we give up sometimes when it starts getting hard. Don't give up this year. Keep seeking the who. Often our journeys do begin with seeking the what. What do I need? I need forgiveness for my sins. But too often we stop there. We, we get salvation. We, we're forgiven and we think, okay, I got it. I got the what. But I'm asking you this question. Have you ever looked for the who that gave you the what? Jesus Christ, our Lord, what do you really know about him besides he hung on a cross and was raised? Because there's a whole lot more to know. There's a whole lot more to know. As you read through the Bible this year, I know there are places that are not going to make sense. You're not going to understand what you're reading. That's okay. That's okay. I'm not... I'm not offering this to you so that we all become just Bible experts and we can recite and and give it back to us in essence. I used to be a Bible quizzing coach, so I know what that's like to try to shove it in, memorize it, and yeah. It's not about total memorization. It's about putting something in you that God's going to be able to use. And you don't even know sometimes how God will use it or when. So as you read through the Bible, I know there's days it'll be boring, you'll not understand it, or it'll be confusing. Be like Patricia. Patricia will text me when she's going through devotions going, okay, I don't understand this, give me a little info on this. And we'll talk through whatever she's reading through. But here's what I want you to do. As you are reading, I want you to start looking for God. You see, there's a difference between me reading this plan and just checking this box over here and reading with the intent of finding God in those scriptures, of what he's wanting to speak to me that day. 
You know, that's a prayer. Always pray over before you start reading your Bible. God, will you just reveal your word to me today? Something fresh, something new. When you get to those those places in the, the plan that you're like, you've read it a million times and say, God, I, I want to see it in a fresh way today. Show me something I've never seen in here before, God. And as you read, I want you to look for God, who he is. What is he like? What is he not like? How does he act in that specific situation? Whether it's him acting individually or him acting through someone. And I want you to look for Jesus. And you're saying, well, when when I get to the New Testament, oh no, Jesus is all in that Old Testament. This is how I learned to love the Old Testament. When I understood it was about Jesus and our need for him. Yes, it's about who God is, and I find the character of God in that Old Testament. But I find out that God is showing me ways that I need Jesus so that when I get to the part about Jesus, it makes sense. When I read those Ten Commandments, I'm like, whew, I just can't even keep ten of them. Like, let alone go through Leviticus dying. I can't even keep the ten. Forget the, you know. Why? Because I need Jesus. If we could keep all ten of them, we wouldn't need him. We'd live perfect lives. So the Old Testament, uh, we've always had this thought of, you know, other than the Noah's Ark and those cute little stories, which, by the way, ain't so cute. You know, someday we got to tell these kids the rest of that story, right? We make it good and fun in, in children's church, but they can be rough stories. Because God is a holy God. You're going to find as you're reading through when I say who is God, God is a holy, just God by his standards, not by the world's. Remember, truth has an absolute. And I hope we find that as we read this year. And here's my confession. I ask how many of you have read through the Bible. I have read all of the Bible. I have never completed a read through the Bible plan. Because like so many of you, I got bored somewhere, I got crazy scheduling, and I decided to lay it down. Now, I've read the entire Bible more than once in different pieces, different chunks, for different reasons at different times, but I've never just taken a year to make it my plan to read through. So this is a first for me. Some of you, if you've never done it, we'll do it together for the first time. But remember, give yourself some grace. As you do it. And also, let's change how we read on those days where it feels boring. Diane, I'm expecting great miracles from you this year. When you get to Leviticus, you're going to show up in church excited to tell me what you learned in Leviticus. (laughs) Y'all going to see a miracle because she's always not liked Leviticus. Every time it's in Sunday school material, she'll moan and groan, Oh, I don't want to teach this. Look for God in it, Diane. Look for God in it. So on those days that it feels boring or or you just don't understand, then just try to find some small fact out of it. Something that changes who you are because of who he is. One of my prayers, as we close today, one of my prayers, and actually this is sort of my prayer every year, God, I want to see lives changed 
As a pastor, that's a, that's a solid prayer every day, 365. God, I want to see lives changed. And this verse, see, has changed how I'm going to pray over that prayer. Because as a pastor, I sometimes think it's my job to facilitate that change in you. I think it's my job to make it happen somehow. Like if I'm not seeing change, I must be doing something wrong. But it's not. This verse told me it's not my job. I have to keep pointing you to the one who calls you. I need to give you opportunities to encourage you to be looking for him. He provides. He, God, has given us everything we need for living a godly life. It does not say BJ's name in there. God has given us everything we need to live a godly life. And how does he do it? When you begin to seek him. So maybe lately you haven't felt like you're growing. Seek him. Because God is always there. He's always there, by the way. But he's just waiting for you to start looking for him. And he will answer quickly. You know, when people make their goals in the year, um, there's always those before and after shots. There's this wonderful story that I saw on social media early in the pandemic. Uh, a man who... I don't know, he weighed five, 600 pounds, and he began to document what he was going to do during lockdown. And he simply started just walking in his house every day. And I really hadn't kept up with his story, and I went back and followed it the other day to look, and he was down to 300 and something pounds at the end of December. He was now jogging, but he started just small steps, just small steps. But that before and after was amazing. Why? Because he decided, I'm going to do this. Like, any way I can, I'm going to do this. So my question, church, I hope at the end of 2021, I hope you give me a before and after shot of what your testimony looks like. That on January 3rd, 2021, this is where I was at, BJ. And now on December 31st, 2021, I want to stand and shout because this is what God has done in my life all year because I was seeking him. And he gave me all that I needed to live that godly life. Stand with me, church. One simple verse, Lord, and I hope we take it to heart. I hope this is a verse that we carry throughout the year with us. May this be our verse. Because I know some of us in here, we've tried, Lord. We've been, we've been trying to live a godly life. We, we tried in 2020 to follow you, and, and it just felt like it was impossible, Lord, because we couldn't even show up at church, and how do you do that? We seek you. And God, you gave the promise this morning. That's your word. It's a promise. If we seek you, if we search you out to know you, the one who called us, you will give us everything we need to live godly lives. Not legalistic lives, Lord. A godly life is one that we are in connection with you. 
that God, your spirit lives in us, that I begin to hear your voice in me. And you begin to direct my daily life. Not just the big decisions, Lord. May you have control of the small ones too. And then we're living a godly life, in tune with you, in tune with your desires. Father, I pray over your people this morning here and at home. And as we start this journey of reading through the Bible together, may we lift one another up, encouraging each other each week. Lord, uh, when we get halfway through in June, July, may we begin to ask, hey, are you still reading? And maybe some of us will fall away, but God, may we pick it back up. It's still going to be there. But God, I, I just pray over your people as they read your word. May it plant a seed down deep in their souls. And at the right time and the right moment, you'll bring that seed to full fruitation. That, God, you'll use it in their lives. That, God, someone in here is going to answer the call in their life when they seek you out. That, God, we're going to move beyond a what this year, and we're going to find the who. Lord, thank you. Thank you for what Jesus has done. But I want to get to know him more. I want to seek him this year. And when we seek, Lord, may we find. God, for those in here this, that have a, a stirring in their heart this morning, they do, they, they, they're craving you. That's what I want to pray for your people, that there is a craving in their soul for your word so they can find you. And may it forever change their life because of who you are. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. I love you, church family. Have a blessed day and go be a blessing to someone else. Hey, I hope you received exactly what you needed from that message. If you want to connect with us, you can find us on Facebook, YouTube, or you can always find us in person if you're in the area. If you'd like to support our ministries, you can find us on Tithely. Thank you to those who support our church. I hope you will subscribe and join us on the next one. And remember, you are loved.